All right, all right, Mezzamese, welcome to our week one Q&A for Project Zero, right? So we do these uh, every challenge. These Q&As are a way for uh, me to look through the people who filled out their check-in form and kind of see, hey, like, what's going on? What questions do you have? They could be things around the challenge or just general fitness questions that are either you've had them for a while or they're coming up in this current part of your journey, right? So any struggles you're going through, uh, things you're just curious about or need help on or you just need some advice, uh, this is your chance to do it. So that's why those weekly check-ins are very, 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 very important, right? So we want to make sure we're filling those out. This week, we've got 12 fill-outs out of 27. Hmm. I don't know, man. 12 out of 27. I'll, uh... We'll see how we do this week. I'm setting the goal for this week of 20 out of 27 peeps. We have never in the history of any challenge gone perfect. I don't think that's realistic. But 20 out of 27 is my goal for you all for this week. So if you didn't do your check-in, hey, look at that. Just set a three-minute timer on your calendar for Friday. And go beep, boop, beep, and you'll feel better about yourself. All right, for all my peeps that did it, let's pop in and we will go over the things. Uh, so our first question on here, I'll just kind of go down the list. Um, okay, cool. Uh, um, I keep getting hungry to the point of dizziness at work. I have protein snacks, meat sticks, uh, but get hungry again. I don't want to over snack, but I need to function. What gives? Uh, yeah, so I think this is a big one. And this, uh, there's a couple things you kind of look at with this one, which is one, you know, um, what am I eating in the morning? Like, am I having like an actual meal in the morning? Am I someone who skips it? Like you just do like a protein coffee what is happening? Because, you know, hunger while you're at work isn't a bad thing. And if you're eating and you're hungry again, it may not be a bad thing, but it's just kind of, hey, like if we're getting hungry to the point of dizziness, it's probably a sign that it isn't a halt issue. So remember halt is, am I H hungry, actually hungry, H, am I A anxious or angry, L lonely or T tired, right? So it may not be that it's one of those things that's kind of, um, you know, the, the ALT, but it may be that you're actually really hungry. So we just got to kind of figure out what's going on. If you just have a couple of meat sticks, hey, that may not be enough, right? Like I'm a big fan of protein bars. I have a, let's see, let's see if I have one right now. Yep. Always got one on deck. Cause I like protein bars because they're a good mix of protein and some carbs in there. You know, calories are a little bit higher than maybe what they'd be in a meat stick, but the protein is pretty much just as high. Um, and allows you to eat and not feel hungry to the point of dizziness. Because when we actually look at like the lifelong strong mentality of all this is, hey, like, yes, if I'm like starving myself or not eating enough to the point where I'm getting dizzy at work, that may be sustainable in the short term. And I may lose some weight in the short term. But if we look at the long term and hey, like what this process looks for me and how much I enjoy it, which is also correlated to how long I can continue to do it, that's when we start to fall off. So it may be kind of adjusting, hey, I either need to eat more for breakfast or eat a bigger, more protein-filled breakfast. I need to switch from maybe, you know, meat sticks, which like, you can eat one of those and still be hungry as hell. They kind of suck. Um, but the other one is, hey, like, chugging a bunch of water and then eating one of these protein bars and you'll be pretty well off. So I think for that, I would just make that small switch to the protein bars, check out breakfast, and then if next week it's still a thing, we can kind of touch base and see what's going on from there. Um, all right. Uh, um, uh, any tips for peeps who love vegetables but have a hard time eating them 
uh, before they all go bad. Yeah, you know, man, I used to always buy like this big thing of spinach. Or, oh, let me throw it in this, throw it in that, throw it in that. Um, and I think they're just gonna go bad, right? Like I, I would, cause the the flip side of that, right? Um, and what I've seen is, oh, I don't want these vegetables to go bad, so I'm just not gonna buy vegetables as often, right? And then you eat vegetables not as often. So our big thing, and the thing I tell people a lot is that, um, you know, like, at least for me, I won't, I won't speak for anyone else, but I know for me, when I was like struggling with weight more, there was this thing of always having to clean my plate. And it was all around this like scarcity mindset of there's not enough, right? I don't want to be wasteful. There's not enough. So I would like, you know, overly eat. Or when it came to like things like fruits and vegetables for me, oh, they always go old. There's never enough. I'm wasting I'm being wasteful. And so I wouldn't do it. So I don't know if that's the situation there for someone else who's listening. It may be for them. Um, But in this, I think it is just kind of, hey, like if we're actively eating them, if you say you love them, I'm pretty sure you're actively eating them and some of them go bad. I think that's just, um, you know, the nature of the beast when it comes to veggies sometimes, you know, like they're great for four days and then you pull out that zucchini and you're like, what the fuck happened? Um, And also, if anyone in here has like, uh, food preservation tips. I know that's a big one that a lot of people go through or sorry, have advice on. So if someone else knows like a food preservation tip and you want to throw that in the um, Facebook group to kind of address this question as well, feel free to. And that may also be helpful to kind of prolong how long uh, those veggies last for you. All right, next one up. Uh, do I get the same physical benefit if I do the workout between nap times? Um, uh, yeah, I mean, so when you do your workout, it doesn't too much matter. It really is more of, hey, it does matter. Sorry, let me take that back. Um, there is, hey, how rested am I? You know, so like if I'm, you know, very well rested and I go into this workout and I'm feeling good and I absolutely smash it, then hey, like it may be better to do it after a nap as opposed to like, oh man, let me grit this thing out, you know, even though I'm fucking exhausted right? Because you're going to be able to, the big thing with workouts, right? And this is where a lot of people go wrong is, so your workouts, the more intense you can go on your workout, the more energy you can put into your workout, the better your results are going to be, right? So the problem is a lot of times people will cut their calories down so low or cut their carbs down so low or be so sleep deprived to get to a workout that the workout kind of sucks for them. And I will always take a shitty workout. No, sorry. Sorry, take that back. I will always take a workout that is done to the best of your ability over no workout. Um, I said shitty because, you know, I know there's been some times where, like, I probably shouldn't have worked out. You know, I'm, like, on three hours of sleep. I'm like, oh, I got to. So that's shitty. Don't do that one. But a workout where you're just tired or maybe your calories and carbs are a bit lower and you can't give it your all, I will always take that over no workout. But... I would much rather have, and this is just ideal, you do what you can, but ideally a workout where, hey, like I have some carbs like an hour before my workout, so my body has energy to really go hard, and therefore I end up burning more calories and getting better results and and going harder in my workout, right? I would rather have that. I would rather have you be rested and then you have a bunch of energy to go and like absolutely get after it because the harder that you can attack your workout, the better results you get out of that, right? Um... So, all right, uh, let me know if that answered that question. There was also a little extra things in there. Sometimes I, I don't fully answer these because I go on my little Marcus tangent. So if I miss that bit a bit, uh, feel free to just shoot an email and I can you know, follow up on that. Uh, 
dot, I do not have a question. I'm still figuring out the diet portion of maximizing protein and reducing my A1C. Um, yeah, I feel like that's the forever game, right? If you read my email last week, the game of how do I get more protein in without taking in more calories? Or sorry, um, how do I keep my calories lower but still getting protein to hit my like um, my cravings? And it is a forever game. You will go through cycles and periods. I go through times where you know, I weigh about 215, so my protein every day is roughly around like 160 to 180 that I want to hit and there's times where I'm like smashing it it feels easy it's it's great and there's other times where I get to the end of the day and I'm at a hundred uh, at a hundred grams of protein 80 under and that's like the third day in a row so I think the big thing is hey like I wait we'll let this dog pass real quick oh cool um but yeah it's like hey I'm taking the time to just be conscious of it I really think that is the biggest thing. Like, if you are conscious about what you are putting your body on a on a regular basis, you are going to be most more successful than ninety percent of the population. Because most people they don't read nutrition facts, they don't know what's going in their body, they think things are healthy, but they haven't actually looked at it and say, "Huh, is this Nutella actually healthy, or is that marketing? Huh, is a bowl of oatmeal with no protein and nothing else actually, or sorry, and that's all I eat?" Is that actually healthy or is it, right? So if you're being conscious and even starting to ask those questions, you are way farther ahead than most people. So to get that, you know, my big things, quick little tips for protein. Um, hey, start the morning with a lot of it, you know, try to get it all in. Um, in the day with some type of protein, like a Greek yogurt, uh, berry thing that you're doing, some type of small shake, um, you know, shakes are your best friends protein bars and snacks that are protein focused are your best friends and the more that you can start to utilize those and, and um yeah utilize those to make getting protein throughout the day easier i think that's going to be the best one uh the other thing you can do last part on this is um whatever your body weight is multiply that by 0 0.65 uh, and that'll give you how much protein that you need to hit in the day so 100 pound person 65 grams of protein 200 pound person, 130 grams of protein a day is roughly where you want to be hitting and then just work backwards and say, all right, cool. Like how much am I getting in every single day? Um, and yeah, with the, with the A1C part of everything, like for a lot of our peeps, if it's a, you know, genetic historic thing, then it may be a bit tougher, but it's understanding that and then saying, Hey, like I may have to bend the rules or play a little bit differently here, which may mean that Hey, like, I may not have to, I may not eat some meal. Okay, I'm gonna cut that part out. <laughs> we'll go back to that editing. All right, uh, next one up. Does everything need to be low and no carb to lose weight? Bow, so see, my question before, my thing I said before, no, not at all, not for a second. That is one of the worst lies. People have demonized carbs, demonized bread. And why? Because it makes keto and paleo people a lot of fucking money. There is so much marketing behind like no carb, low carb. And that's why a lot of people think that. Funny little caveat. I learned recently that, um, was it orange juice? It was like orange juice or milk or something we associate with breakfast. That whole industry was suffering. And then there was one guy who owned like, who had a lot of money. He owned one of the companies. He launched a hard campaign 
to kind of like promote this as like part of a healthy breakfast, even though it's not. It's probably orange juice. And then everybody was like, oh, I need to have this thing. It's part of my healthy breakfast. So the same thing has been done with carbs, right? People have demonized them where people are afraid of carbs. Now, I do think that carbs are the easiest of all the, you know, food groups to kind of overeat. It's just kind of, you know, people eat, like I said, a bowl of cereal and that's a breakfast or just oatmeal and that's a breakfast, right? Um, But not at all. It should not be low carb, no carb to lose weight. Now, 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 I will say uh, you want to get about 70%, like 50 to 70% of your carbs for the day should be around your workout. So for today's example, for breakfast, today's one of my breakfasts where I just have like a protein coffee. Um, but I'm about to go home and I'm going to eat a big thing of rice and peppers and chicken before my workout, you know, an hour before my workout. Then after my workout, I'm going to eat more carbs. So you basically want to give your body the energy to hit your workouts really hard. You know, this can be your workouts, your big time hikes, your longer walks, whatever else it may be. And then after that, you know, having a decent amount of carbs to kind of replenish your muscles, right? Uh, so before and after should be where your most of your carbs are, which also means on the days you don't work out, uh, and this is called carb cycling, you have less carbs. And on the days you do work out, more carbs. On the days you don't let work out, less carbs. So, um, yeah, I, I don't tell people to go like full keto ever, but I do think on days you don't have workouts, eating that kind of strays a little bit more to that side can be like helpful for a lot of people to make it easy to say, oh, okay, I don't work out today. All right, I don't need to have carbs at every single meal or have as many carbs at every single meal. Um, so I hope that's helpful right there. But no, it doesn't need to be low carb, no carb. Also, whenever you buy like protein cookies or low carb snacks, like actually read the nutrition facts because it'll say only 100 grams of cal or 100, 100 calories per serving. And then like a bar this big will have six servings, but they call it, you know, high protein or low carb. Like, yeah, check that stuff out. Very, very deceitful industry nutritionists. It's kind of crazy. Um, approximately how long should the Project Zero daily workouts take to complete? Uh, you know, so there's two parts in that. Uh, each workout will be a little bit different in length. Um, but also for each person, it'll take a little bit different on there. Uh, I would say we kind of like program them with the thought of, None of them should be over 30 minutes. So if it's less than that, nice. Uh, but yeah, there will be some days that are a bit longer and some days that are a bit shorter in there. But you're doing them. And uh, yeah, I was excited for this person. We talked about it. And uh, yeah, like don't kill yourself doing the workouts, you know. But um, you're already doing three days a week here. You're kicking butt. So maybe adding in like one or two more days. Um, I just don't want you to be doing the three days a week and doing the running. And then we kind of get tired. So rocking those out, um, but being tapped into, hey, how is my body actually feeling on a day-to-day basis is the bigger one there. Um, yeah, like once you hit like three days a week of, of lifting, of like resistance training, and you're doing, you know, two or three other days of some type of walk, you're starting to really hit like, hey, this is like perfect capacity, and I don't really want to do too much more too much under that, you know, like three to five days of resistance training, three to five days of walking, wherever in there is going to be 39 feet, but most people will be about three and three. Uh, no questions. Uh, um, appropriate level and amount of working out. How hard to push? All right, so for this one, 
so this is always an interesting one because you got to learn to to listen to your body, right? Like I, I embrace always showing up, but I also embrace, hey, some days I'm going to show up and I'm going to have a 10 out of 10 intensity workout where I'm pushing it absolutely crazy hard to the wall. And, oh, I'm pushing, yeah, all that. And uh, other days I go in and I'm like, all right, I'm here. I'm going to do the best I can, but that's not going to look the same as it did last week when I had way more energy, right? Uh, so it's kind of taking that into every workout. So the appropriate level um, of working out is kind of like day-to-day based, but I will say if an easy way to do it is let's just say like, let's go a little more granular and go workout or exercise to exercise. To get the most out of an exercise, you should be pretty close to what we call failure um, at the end of it, which failure kind of means, Hey, like I'm doing this dumbbell press and you know, I could have done at the max, maybe two more reps. Like if somebody like robbed you and they were like, you better do as many reps as you can, or, or I'm going to take all your cash and you would go, Oh, I could do 20 max in a regular workout. You want to do 18, right? So a lot of people, myself included at times, We'll cut back before we get to that level of of real growth, which which you know for a lot of times it's because that is very hard and it's uncomfortable and it kind of sucks and sometimes people don't want to do it. But the more you can lean into that, right? Like not killing your body, not going until you absolutely drop or anything like that. But hey, like I'm pushing pretty hard and like at the end of that set, you know that last one, I'm like. I have to like shake a little bit to get up, right? Uh, I think that's right where we want to be when it comes to how hard I'm pushing myself on an exercise to exercise basis. We shouldn't be cutting out. We shouldn't be using a weight for like five weeks in a row. And we definitely shouldn't. Like if you get to the end of a set and you're like, I probably could have done 15 more. You got to go up and wait or you're doing yourself a disservice, right? You got to go up and wait or you're doing yourself a disservice. If you're doing the tens and the tens feel like you could have done 30 more tens and the rep range was eight to 12. You said, Oh, I did 15. You got to go up or else you're doing yourself a disservice. And if, um, you don't want to go up add a few reps so that we get to that, like point of ah, struggle at the end of things that, that is, goes back to my earlier one. That's how you get the most out of these workouts is doing that, um, amount of working out. So we have like a post on our page. It was like the perfect workout week for people 40 plus. And it looks like this, um, three to four days a week of resistance training, right? So that's like strength training that's working on, you know, building muscle, working on bone density, working on joint strength, working on core strength. Those are going to be the number one focus for our peeps 40 plus. Everything else after that is kind of secondary when it comes to like the results that most of our people want and as well as the health side of things, the rest is going to be secondary. The second one is two to three times a week, at least 15 minutes of low to moderate intensity cardio, right? So it doesn't mean we're doing hit and things like that. It means that I'm going for, you know, a brisk walk for 15 minutes. I'm doing a little hike, you know, I'm, you know, playing pickleball, I'm racquetballing at LA Fitness or something like that, right? It's low to moderate intensity um, but I'm getting my heart rate up a little bit. There's, um, it's called zone two cardio where it's like, I'm not just, you know, leisurely talking, but I can have like a conversation with someone and every now and then I have to go, right? So that's kind of where we want to get to. So you're doing that. 
Um, and then just every day, some type of movement. Like, especially if it's a non-workout day and you have work and you're just sitting in the chair all day, like, you got to put a timer to do some movement or else you're going to get stiff as hell. Uh, so I hope that answered that question. Recap on that one. For the level of working out, hey, I should end with no more than two reps left in the tank, which means I am really pushing it. I am learning, and it is a skill. It is something you have to learn how to do to push yourself in workouts. A lot of times when people start, they're like, oh, my God, that workout was too easy. And it's like, yeah, because you haven't learned to push yourself yet. It's part of the process. So embrace that. Uh, And then, hey, three to four resistance, two to three low-intensity cardio and some mobility or some stretching pretty much every day for like two, three minutes only. Uh, making time for grocery shopping. So for this, uh, this is a habit-based one. And this is, so for me, uh, old business coach told me if it's important to you, schedule it. And I took that way too far because now, you know, I'll send my like loved ones. I'll be like, meeting at Chili's Sunday the 19th. You know, like I'll send Google Calendar invites to everybody. It's kind of funny. But uh, with this, you know, like, hey, making time for grocery shopping this needs to be planned ahead of time, right? So there's an email going out. Um, I'm recording this Tuesday. There's an email going out today about time management and planning that day ahead. And it's like, all right, cool. How long is it going to take me to grocery shop? If you want one of these little meal planners where they have like a little shopping list section on there, be very clear about what you're going to get. So that way you're not like aisle shopping and then you end up wasting way more time. You know, you go in there, check it all off and be set for the week. Uh, but it should be something that is built into a recurring piece of your calendar. So every single week, I know, barring, you know, events of the universe that are going to happen, we have no control over, I am going to go grocery shopping Sundays at 2 p.m. If I am tired Sunday at 2 p.m., I am going to go grocery shopping Sunday at 2 p.m. Why? Because it is a sign of showing respect and care to myself. That's why these workouts are so great for all of you. Yes, you make a big change in your you know, physique and your strength and all these things, but the biggest thing that I've noticed over time for so many of our peeps is that you showing up here is a sign of respect, care, and love for yourself, and the energy and the frequency that like comes from that, right? You walk around more proud, more confident, more just feeling good about yourself overall throughout the day because you're doing this thing for you. So treat shopping that same way of, hey, like I know I have a better week of eating when I make this time for grocery shopping. Um, So just taking that time, you know, and doing it to the best of your ability. If you like are tired at 2 p.m. and you don't go, don't go, oh, fuck, it's the end of the world. Go, all right, cool. I'm gonna make sure I go Monday. All right, cool. Next Sunday, we're going to change something up. I might take a nap before. I'll make sure I go, right? Always a learning process. Always. The only thing that matters is that you are comparing yourself to how you were before. As long as you're making progress compared to how you were before, at any span that you need to measure against, you're doing well. All right, last one in here. Trying to keep it under 30 minutes. Uh, I'll put this on Spotify as well, just in case you want to listen to your audio. Last one is, I'm not sure how this works or how to feel accountable. So, um, I, so I, I also, for this part, like, don't be accountable to us, right? I think, um, yes, we are there for that and we help with that. Uh, it does help. And I have, like, all my, my, all my coaches, my business coaches are set up. Because they make me do, they make sure that I do things 
that I otherwise wouldn't do. But at the end of the day, like I have to be accountable to me, right? At the end of the day, like the only one that is affected by my actions is me. So in this, you want to be accountable to yourself. And like as you're going through this Project Zero, the, this one's a little more lax than most of our challenges are as far as like very clear, like, hey, check off this box every single day thing on your end. Um, so for you, like the big thing is, hey, like just being conscious in this time period, right? Like we chose this time period because most people, they either get really afraid to look at anything and they go, ah, fuck, throw it out the window. Or they just like are so busy with everything that they're not conscious of what's going on with them, with their body, with their health, with their workouts, with their routines, whatever else it may be. So the big part of this time in here is, hey, like I'm going to no, I don't want to do that anymore. I'm tired of how I feel when I go into the new year. So I'm going to be conscious and accountable to myself of how I do in these four weeks. I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm going to have grace and understanding because it is a very busy season and things are very, very hectic and people are very tired. But to the best of my ability, I am going to be accountable to myself. And I'm going to act in a way that at the end of the day, I can sit on the couch and say, you know what? I feel pretty good about what I did today for me. So I think that's the bigger thing in there. And that's the mindset shift that needs to happen is uh, we're not feeling accountable to anyone but us. And you really feel accountable when you can sit down at the end of the day and truly know that you did what you wanted to do to take care of yourself. Um, all right. So there's also a great book. This, this, there's a book called If I Love Myself, What Would I Do? And I fucking love it. It's a very easy read. It's kind of repetitive at some points. But just applying that to so many things, like, you know, you wake up, you don't want to go to the workout one day. If I love myself, what would I do? Some days, it'll be, hey, I actually need to rest. So you stay in bed. But other days, it's, hey, like, I want to rest, but I know I'll feel better if I go, even if I have, like, a workout that's not the craziest thing in the world. So uh, with that, oh, we've made it under 30 minutes. Uh, great job, everybody. We are done with everything today. Um, and we will be back at it for some more q and next week. So have a great day. I hope you all enjoyed this. And uh, make sure you fill out your form on Friday because it will be there. All right. I'm out. Bye.